because I was thinking about that song as we were singing, I was thinking how beautiful it is to think about God um, using us to let his whole earth rejoice um, and uh, drenching us, saturating us so that we can be squeezed out to bring God's living water, not from who we are, but uh, who God is in us and as we fill ourselves up in him. So, um, today I'm just really going to give you an overview of the series that we're going to do, this idea of six streets. And uh, as I start off, I'm going to start with um, some inspiration that I had by listening to one of the guests that's listed on the, um, on the fly that's on the table. And you feel, feel free to have a look at the, that flyer as you're going through because I'm going to be sh uh, following the order of the streets that's actually located in that flyer on the back with the coloured box. Uh, but uh, if you look at the pink block further down, uh, Len Turner, who's going to be speaking to us on the charismatic stream, I listened to a sermon of his on the Great Commission, and he says that Jesus, in giving us the Great Commission, told us to go and baptise them, teaching people to do everything that I have commanded you. Jesus saying um, that everybody that we, that we come across that is invited into the kingdom is to be baptised and taught to do everything. And this idea of baptism is not just about getting ourselves physically wet. Baptism really means to be immersed, uh, baptised in the name of the Father, Son and the Holy Spirit. We're really immersed in Trinitarian reality, in the life of God's own community. And it's so that we can do all the things that Jesus taught us to do. So that's our empowerment. And Mark's and my job really is to help you by week to um, become more immersed in that Trinitarian life, to be baptised, to be brought lot, and then squeezed out so the water flows out of all of us into the community. Um, and uh, Jesus was so immersed in God uh, and in his presence that his life was full of transforming power for the world. And I want to suggest that this series is an invitation to help us kind of get wet from every side and so immersed that we can be like um, a conduit of that stream to be rushing up on us. And uh, as God clogs us from our little idols, and our petty sins, and our worldly values, and our self-centered preoccupations, and he makes us more like himself to be thrust out into the world. As Jesus is making all things new, so that we signpost and partner with him. And it happens one half of the time. So, this, uh, this invitation to come and learn about the streets is not really just for our own, our own transformation and our own joy. It's actually so that we can be uh, sent out with the flow of God's love uh, in mission, so that we can participate in that which God is already doing out ahead of us. So my aim with this series is really to help you in three different ways, I suppose. It's firstly to help you recognise your preferred default way of being, so the way you tend to connect the most easily, the most readily with God, so that you can keep growing in that and keep luxuriating in the joy that it brings you, but also uh, so that you can continue to grow so that uh, uh, as, as that uh, becomes your primary way of blessing others in our community, we're all blessed by that as well. Secondly, I'm hoping that you will um, Become more aware of the other streams, maybe some that you um, know about but haven't really had a lot of experience in. Um, 
so that you can open yourself up to God even more uh, in new ways that might not be very natural for you, uh, but that will bring a greater richness and a balance and a roundedness to your spiritual uh, life. And uh, one of the reasons for doing this is also that it actually helps to set up some of the some of the um, the potential pitfalls that come from being imbalanced. So uh, Jesus embodied all of these traditions perfectly. They're strings. Uh, he didn't share our proclivity to sinfulness and imbalance, so he embodied them all. Uh, we, in our finitude, will not be able to embody them all perfectly, and also our tendencies will be to um, stumble along the way a little bit. And so part of the way of, of having that um, healthy correction is to be open to different ways of connecting with God. Um, and thirdly, uh, this series might help you um, kind of make a bit of sense about maybe some of your previous experiences as well, <coughs> through your um, church experiences, different groups you've connected with, and help you to see that um, if you've had an experience that was really great, uh, that is really fantastic, but if you had an experience that maybe wasn't so great, that's not the sum total of what the church represents and is. And uh, hopefully there'll be a bit of a redemptive element to reclaiming some things that maybe weren't so great for you. Um, the other reason is I think that um, many people uh, who grow up in one Christian tradition move on to another Christian tradition. But it's often because, uh, firstly I think it's because the denominational lines are not as strict anymore. Um, you know, we're quite porous, we're not as precious about identifying with a particular tri tribe, so we move more freely depending on what our life circumstances might be or the people we mix with. But I think that the other reason is, is also that people kind of are often drawn to a stream or a tradition or a kind of spirituality that is sort of like their heart language. So you might know people like that who grew up in one tradition and they've just found themselves really drawn to another particular tradition because it really feels <coughs> And I know that Mark's hope, my hope, and I know the hope of so many of us here is that we would be a truly Trinitarian church and that all six of these streams will be uh, something that we press and do together and find expression here. So uh, this is the way of Jesus and part of that is recognising my personal preference, appreciating your preference, and not resisting the way you might minister to me uh, with those spiritualities and to be open to growing ones. But it's okay to have your favourite way in default, but we just be clear. It's part of our finitude that we will have a way of being that is sort of our natural home, and uh, that's, I think, part of the giftedness um, that each of us have. So I hope you will enjoy coming to this discovery. Uh, so, Today I'm going to tell you what you can expect from each of the sessions, a bit of an overview of the sessions and a little bit about the guests that I'll be interviewing. And I've got on the, um, in the buckets, there's some straw poll um, little sheets. I might have to get marking if I can't to hand them out over these little um, cards. They look like this. So if you can pass those around, you'll need pens and stamps. So, um, so everybody needs to have some access to a bunch of stamps. 
some pens and one of these little pieces of paper. So this is a, a, like a little straw poll voting or feedback sheet for my project. And as I'm going along, what I'd love you to do is at the, stop, at the top here you'll see that there's a legend you create. So um, you'll need to have access to at least eight different colours, so you have to share the stamps around. Um, eight different colours. And so what you need to do is you need to put a different colour into the top of the
that string addresses, the primary negative addresses. And then we're going to talk about the thing that the string listens to. And then I'm going to talk about the primary activity or action of that string. So, what this string addresses, what it listens to, and the primary activity that that string involves. Alright, so let's start with this social justice stream. And I first should actually mention that um, the inspiration for studying these streams comes from a book written by Richard Foster, Streams of Living Water. Richard Foster was a Quaker and uh, a prolific writer in spiritual formation. If you know who Dallas Willard is, and I've spoken about Dallas Willard before, he was a good friend of Dallas Willard and I worked a lot in the year of spiritual formation. Uh, but this is just a fantastic book that uh, goes through the different streams and I'm using it as my uh, kind of a resource. So if you want to check it out yourself, that's what it is. Streams of Living Water by Richard Foster. And um, just as a quick overview, social justice. So the social justice stream is the compassionate life. Okay? And what it addresses is it addresses the gospel imperative for equity, justice and shalom in all relationships for all people. Right? It addresses the gospel imperative for equity, justice and shalom for all relationships and all people. What it listens to is it listens to the suffering needs of the world and it listens for the presence of Christ who identifies with human suffering. It listens to the suffering of the world and it listens and identifies Christ as present in that suffering. The primary action of this social justice stream is sacrificial service and advocacy for the sake of others and for all the conflict. Service for the sake of others and for the conflict. So I'll go through them again. It addresses the gospel imperative for equity and justice for all people. It listens to the suffering of the world and seeks the presence of Christ in that suffering. And its primary action is sacrificial service for the sake of others for the common good. Holiness tradition. The holiness tradition is all about the transformed life. And what it addresses, it addresses the erosion of moral fibre in society, which is actually the failure of deep goodness in the individual and also in the institution. So it addresses the erosion of morality in the individual and in the institutions. But mostly actually when it comes to the spiritual uh, following of Jesus, we're really looking mostly about addressing moral failure within ourselves and the need for deep goodness. What it listens to is it listens to the heart and the conscience. And it does this through certain practices such as personal examination, daily exam, accountability before others, and listening to the spirit. The primary action is to cultivate active righteousness through holy habits. Cultivate active righteousness through holy habits. 
side. It addresses the need for deep goodness in the individual, it listens to the conscience, through practices by itself with others, in the company of others, through the spirit, and its primary action is intentional cultivation of righteousness through holy habits. Incarnational stream. The incarnational stream is also called the sacramental life. And what it addresses is the crying need to experience God as active in everyday ordinary life and nature, and also to affirm that the created world is good, that matter is good. What it listens to is it listens to everyday life circumstances. It listens for God in everyday life. It listens to nature. And it listens often to beauty. And its primary activity is to affirm that creation is good and it's here to stay, right? I often tell my boys when they say, when we go to heaven, I say, I'm not going to heaven. No, no, heaven's coming here. The world's being made new. You're not going anywhere. The earth is staying, it's only made anew. Uh, God loves matter, he made matter, and it's here to stay. Onions are here to stay, Melbourne's here to stay. It'll be all made new, but it'll be something recognisable and amazing. And what it does, it receives and uses matter as a conduit for grace and for blessing others in service. So it addresses the need to experience God in everyday ordinary life. It listens to everyday circumstances and to nature and to beauty. And its primary activity is to affirm creation as good, here to stay, and to use matter, use things that we can touch and smell and see as a conduit for grace and blessing others and sins. The charismatic life is the empowered life. And what it addresses is the deep yearning for a sense of immediacy of God's presence and participation in kingdom living and mission. So the need to have a, a real sense of God's presence that I can feel and also to participate with God in my spirit, joining with his spirit, in kingdom mission and living. What it listens to is the internal parts of the spirit through intuition that is trained by listening to the voice of God in Scripture. I'll say that again. It listens to the internal parts of Scripture through intuition that has been trained by hearing the voice of God in Scripture. And I think that's really important to make clear. And last week, part of my uh, desire in sharing the two methods of Bible study with the honey and the honeycomb was to encourage us all to realise that we are going to be much better at hearing God's voice speaking to us in all sorts of different ways as long as we keep calibrating our inner ear to hear how God actually sounds in Scripture, what sort of things he loves, what things he doesn't love, what he's likely promises, what things he wants against, what pleases him. So if we train our inner ear through biblical revelation, we will have much better ability to hear him intuitively speaking to us in spirit. 
Now, the primary action of, of this is, is actually a really creative area. So it's actually learning by doing, by stepping out in faith, often in the company of others, seeking communities that practice listening to God's promise. So through worship, through prayer, through prophetic ministry, and it's also uh, taking a risk of actually acting on those prompts and testing, testing by doing, by trusting action and things. So the charismatic stream again it addresses our yearning for an immediacy, immediate sense of God's presence, and to join with Him in kingdom work. Listening to prompts trained by Scripture. And then the primary action is to step out in faith and give it a go, um, learn by doing it with others, listening with others, um, and, and testing through kind of trial and error. Very fun one, I think. The evangelical stream. So the evangelical stream, it's really got two kind of sides to this point. It addresses the human need for revelation about unseen reality. So we are dependent on revelation to understand about unseen spiritual reality because our five senses can't give us that. We have to be given it to given it to us by revelation through the scriptures. And it also addresses the need to see humanity, which is estranged from God, reconciled. So it's got this idea of you know scripture and good news. Scripture and good news. It listens to the authority voice of God in Scripture as the primary source and test for revelation. And it also listens for God's heart for the lost. Listening to God in Scripture, listening to God's heart lost around us. And its primary activity is surrender. Surrender to the revelation that is given to us as gift and the promotion of good news. Promoting the gospel. Promoting the gospel doesn't mean necessarily I personally have to do the telling, but it means that I will get behind maybe others who are doing the telling and I'll be ready to give an answer for the faith when I'm asked. Right? Not everybody's an evangelist, but all of us are called to give an answer for the And we're all called to get behind people who are gifted by God for spreading the good news through direct overt evangelistic activity. So let me just go through that again because there's a lot to take in. It addresses our dependence on revelation about unseen realities through the scripture. And it also addresses our, 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 our desire to see humanity that is estranged from God be reconciled. It listens to God's voice in scripture as the primary source of revelation and for God's heart for the lost. And when I say God in Scripture, I'm talking about the scriptural, um, you know, the culmination of Scripture, which obviously talks about Christ and Christ as the fullness of God's revelation. And that's part of the evangelical stream as well, the work of the flesh. The contemplative stream, which is the praying life, this addresses human longing for intimacy with God, for deep communion with God just for God's own sake. I listen to my own heart in the presence of God in prayer. So the primary action of this stream is to cultivate direct intimacy with God through prayer, for his own sake, 
just to enjoy his presence in his company. Okay. Alright, so you might now, after hearing a little bit about that, have a bit of a view on where your natural spiritual inclination lies. And there might be some some of those strings where you just feel like, oh, I don't really know much about it, or you might even feel like I kind of, you know, I feel like I don't even feel like I necessarily need it or crave it. And I want you to be honest on the sheet, so don't have to put your name down. It's just really helpful for me to see where you, where people in this community are at. Uh, and also I'd love to know if there is a particular stream that you think a friend who is not part of our church community and maybe not part of any church community but spiritually seeking, which stream do you think they might particularly be interested in hearing about? So to help you a little bit more, I'm just going to talk about the six friends who are coming to talk on these streams. So if you haven't grabbed a pamphlet um, from the the flyers are there for you to take home. And what I want you to do is I invite you to just take this as an invitation to dip in and dip out a bit a la carte as you feel like you can or want to, uh, to come to any of these sessions. I'm not expecting you to come to all of them. It's a very, very dense program. You might decide, I really need to learn more about the holiness stream, so I'm going to come to those two. Or you might think, I'm just going to and hear all the speakers, and I just really think it would be great to hear people moving these things out in their lives. Or you might go, oh, I just, I'm finding that I'm resisting that one, so maybe the prompt is that I should go about that one, because it's not really something I'm so familiar with. It's up to you, and uh, I'm praying that you will listen to how God's come to you. But let me tell you a little bit about the friends that I've invited. So, apart from Len Turner, I know these people personally. Beck Barnett will be speaking to us on the social justice stream. And Beck is a woman that um, was on my uh, church, uh, kids' church leadership team. She's a practicing clinical psychologist. And when we were talking about the streams, the thing that kept coming up for her was she's just always gravitating to social justice. I just picked that up. And then I found out that she actually gives up one day a week working for Eden Australia. Has anyone heard of Eden Australia? Yeah, so Eden Australia is a company, it's a not-for-profit organisation that um, uh, designs and manufactures jewellery for the sake of raising money to combat sex trafficking in Southeast Asia. And they do other things as well, but Beck will be able to come and share a bit with us. But, you know, Beck is actually giving up a day of her week to do this um, voluntarily. And so I'm looking forward to hearing her talk about it. Her experiences. She's actually going to bring a little sample of jewellery as well, so people will get a chance to buy some things if they want to to support the work. Uh, Grant Bickerton is a counselling psychologist and he works with Power for Change. And Power for Change is an organisation, a school, a university based organisation, Christian, Christian student organisation in universities. Uh, and he also holds a PhD in the psychology of religion. And he's going to talk about the kind of nuts and bolts and mechanism of transformation. Is it actually possible? And what does it look like for me to build new habits? So he's going to speak on that. I think that'll be fantastic. Jacob Garrett, who's going to speak to us on the incarnational stream. Jacob and I are in class together at Ridley College, and he's, um, you know, a young man. I, I know. 
maybe in his 30s, early 30s, late 20s, I'm not sure. Uh, lovely guy, a self-confessed Brunswickian. You'll notice in the picture that he definitely looks like he comes from Brunswick. And uh, he, uh, I think part of his life story, he grew up in the church. Um, part of his story is that he actually spent some time in the commune somewhere. So, you know, he's very uh, kind of grassroots in many ways. But he works uh, part-time for an organisation called Planagum which is an organisation headed up by a Baptist guy who lives out in somewhere uh, regional Victoria and he lives in a kind of, um, it's not a hippie community, but they're a community that's dedicated to simplicity and um, along with Jacob, they, they write a lot of articles around uh, creation, care and economic justice and loving the earth and trying to reclaim biblical teaching about the goodness of the earth and how we are to relate to um, creation. Uh, and the material life, so I think he'll be fantastic. Len Turner, um, Nikki, do you want to say a few words about Len? Because you know him a little bit more. So stand up and just give yeah, his sure. best voice. Yeah, um, so Len is a, he was a Salvation Army officer for uh, 30, 40 years with his wife. Um, so he kind of existed and served in this uh, more holiness, evangelical tradition, but he's always had a heart for charismatic. Garage Hymnal doesn't exist as a band anymore. I think sometimes they kind of 
get together. I don't really exist as a band so much, but Greg's gone off to do his own solo songwriting stuff, and he's also worked with Theme Music, which publishes Christian music, Christian worship music. So Greg is going to talk about, uh, and one thing that I've noticed about the Garage Hill uh, hymns and songs is that there's an extra richness theologically to the lyrics that they have. Uh, so they combine this beautiful music with beautiful theology that's rich and deep, which I have to say, I always feel like it kind of one the other. So they do it well together. So Greg will come and speak to us, and I'm sure that he will come and play to us as well. So thank you. So, um, Alright, so just a quick thing on what you can expect each week. When I'm speaking, see these um, thick blocks which have no list, that's me giving a presentation on the screen. And this is what I'm going to do. Every week I'm going to talk a little bit about how Jesus embodied that stream. I'm going to cover a little bit about other biblical characters that exemplify that stream. And I'm also going to talk about individuals in church history old history, more contemporary examples, and different movements that are linked to that stream. I'm going to talk about the strengths of that stream, and I'm also going to talk about the perils and the pitfalls, a little bit of imbalance that can happen if we don't sort of stay in the ground today. Uh, there will also be a little booklet uh, for each of them. This one's called Jesus Pure of Heart, so that's for the holiness stream. And in each of the streams, there's a little bit of a um, description about the traditions, some of the strengths and the perils. And then there's four passages from the life of Jesus that show him embodying this stream. And it's just there as a way for you to go further and meditate on Jesus as our example of that stream. And then, I also want to offer a little exercise for you to do. So this is one that, it's going to be colour-coded. My dream is to eventually, down the track, have a wall in the back of our church full of these six sort of groups of postcards, each postcard with a little activity or a practice that will help you get deeper into that stream. This is one I developed for the Incarnational Stream, which was when I did the Onion Gallery a couple of months ago. Uh, so you'll get a little, if you want to, you'll, you'll get a little card that will give you a little exercise, a little practice to go deeper into that stream. So that's what you can expect from each of those uh, sessions on the stream. So what I want to do now, um, just as we close up, I think we should sing the song we sang last time, which is um, Sweeter Than the Honeycomb. So can we go back to the first song? That. So if you were here last week, I taught you a song which is actually an old hymn called Sweeter Than a Honeycomb. So let's just uh, stand up and get a bit of...